The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Beyond. Beyond. My name is Colin Moriarty. That's Andrew Goldfarb. This is Podcast Beyond episode... What episode is it, Goldfarb? Um, I guess it must be 311. Oh, God, Goldfarb. I promised it was going to come. Let's listen to it for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when do I have to cut this off by? 15 seconds? Oh, that's not All right, right. that's good. Okay. Yeah. So we can't get sued. Uh, yes, this is episode 311. I'm not going to actually play a lot of 311 songs, even though I told you I was going to. I was basically lying to you. Uh, this is going to be a briefer uh, uh, episode than usual this week because, one, Greg is not here. Again, this is our third two-person show in a row. I know. Oh, yeah, because I wasn't here last yeah. week. I was in Tokyo last week, and uh, now Greg's gone. He's in Texas, I think. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Right, or Los Angeles yeah, or somewhere. I'll be gone next week. Goldfarb will be gone next week. I'll be here. And then the week after that, Greg will be gone uh, I and I will be here. I might be gone too. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out. But we wanted yeah. to do a quick episode this week. And for those of you that uh, were wondering why we didn't do an episode earlier on Tuesday like we usually do, it's simply because uh, I wanted to wait until something had come out. And a lot of people thought, uh, Goldie, that it was going to be the Last of Us DLC. That's going to be yeah. revealed later. But um, – I wanted to wait until our top 25 PlayStation Vita game list went up. Um, so I figured we'd just dedicate this entire episode to that instead yeah, of going I, over the news. I think that's fair. Yeah, the, un, the only piece of news is what you just said. The important thing is that uh, tomorrow – we're recording this on Thursday. So tomorrow we're going to find out some kind of new news about Last of Us DLC. Um, go to IGN. We'll, we'll have the news there somewhere. Um, so I'm sending out uh, a plea now uh, on um, Twitter – for questions specifically about the top 25 Vita games. And I'm curious yes. what you guys think of these. Obviously, now, Goldfarb, you can't, you can't please everyone with these lists, right? Yeah. A lot of people were upset with our PlayStation 3 list. Say la vie. There's nothing we can really do about that. Exactly. Uh, and it's like it's one of those things where, like... And it's funny, too, right? Vita is that platform where people make fun of it for not having enough games. But there are a lot... Like, this was hard. There were, like, a lot of games that we had to leave out in order to, to even cull it down to this list. Um, and obviously that doesn't mean we hate the games that didn't make it. Like, there are still plenty of I hate of any game that's on this list. I hate it. <laughs> I hate this game that's not on this list. There are also some newer games that I just don't think we've spent. Like, I mean, like, uh, someone brought up Rayman Legends, right? Like, Rayman Legends just came out. You know, I've, like, barely spent time with that on Vita. Like, I don't think, uh, it would have been fair to necessarily, you know, put that on a list with these games that we've spent, you know, dozens of hours with. Yeah, I, I, 
you know, so we actually made this list a couple of months ago, and then we had to we made this in the PS3. Here's a little back room kind of thing that's going on. When we found out we were going to redo the list, we do the redo the list this time every year. We've never done a Vita list, but we we've, mm-hmm. we've done the PS3 list many times, and this is the first year Goldfarb has been involved in that process. Um, so when I found out we were going to do these, I immediately set up meetings, um, and I think we were basically the first editors to start discussing our list, and we made the PS3 list and the Vita list on the same day. Um, the PS3 list went up basically as it was, but Goldfarb and I actually had to go back and edit the Vita list because uh, certain things had come out since then that we felt like should have been on the list, including Killzone, uh, Mercenary, and uh, The Walking Dead, I think, were the, yep. and Spelunky. Spelunky, yep. Yeah, and it's hard, too. Like, I mean, we had to make a cutoff because, again, even since we did that, there have been games coming out. Like, I mean, Vita has not slowed down very much. So, uh, No, Vita's yeah. awesome. That's, let's just get that out of the way right now. I hate yeah. the Vita haters out there that want to... Like that gif of the kids beating oh, that's, on Vita? That's, that's, that's a funny <laughs> gif. I love there's a there's a gif out there of just, like, four people beating the shit out of someone. Like, it's from a movie, like a kung fu movie, I think, or something. Yeah. And they're, like, just beating this person, and they're all labeled, like, 3DS Pokemon, and then the, there's, like, a dead corpse on the ground, and she <laughs> says Vita. Vita. We'll embed it in the article. It's very, yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> um, so uh, I wanted to go over the list and kind of just, you know, I, I've solicited questions now on Twitter about the list, but there, first of all, there's some questions about, like, what games just missed, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of the... I, it, Number 26 is Soul Sacrifice. A lot of people are wondering why Soul Sacrifice wasn't on the list. In fact, it was on the list until we added Killzone, Spelunky, and The Walking Dead. So yep. don't get too mad. But I think that the fact – like I gave Soul Sacrifice I think a 7-7. So it's a very good game. Um, I think I kind of just said something about the quality of the rest of the games on this list. Someone else was asking yep. why Ragnarok Odyssey wasn't on this list. Give me a break. <laughs> Because I don't know how much more of that I could possibly take. <laughs> Where's Dynasty Warriors? Where is um, Dynasty Warriors? That's a good. I, I think, uh, yeah, I, Soul Sacrifice is really good and has the potential to be great. I'm looking forward to Delta. I'm looking forward to a true Soul Sacrifice too. But uh, I think it needed need to be a bit more for me. I, you know, I have I haven't really spent nearly as much time with it as you have. But what I've played of it just hasn't done for me what most of these other games did. So. Let's uh, go through the list, shall we? Okay, let's do let's it. Let's do it from the from. So number twenty five is Gravity Rush. Yeah, from Sony Japan. Yep. Uh, a lot of people were uh, are upset that this game isn't higher in the list, but frankly, none of us really were are like crazy about this game except for <laughs> Andrew Goldfarb, who who yeah. is uh, crazy about this game. Now, um, well, I don't know if I'm crazy about you it. Like I like it a lot really more like than it. Greg and I like yes, it. Right? Like sure. I never beat for it. Sure. I was never. Re- I didn't really. I was not enamored at all by Gravity Rush. I think it's a good game, and it's on the list. It's important to note, by the way, that Greg, me, and Goldfarb each had a say in this list as the resident Vita people. Um, And we basically did a kind of majority rules kind of uh, amalgamation of, like, what we think the different orders of the games are. Uh, And you'll see why I say that later on, because there are games on this list. There are choices on this list for all of us that don't make sense for us individually, but make sense if you take us as a group. Exactly. Yeah, Gravity Rush is great. Uh, like, I totally, you know, it's funny because reading Greg's review, hearing your complaints, I never disagree with what you're saying. I, I, I don't think Gravity Rush is a perfect game by any means. I just think, uh, despite its camera issues, despite kind of uh, the structure I know a lot of people don't like, I don't know, like, to me, it's just a really fun open world game. I always said I was going to go back and get the Platinum, but some of the challenges are just really hard and so many other games came out. But um, I, I love it. I love Cat as a character. I really like that that world. I like um some of the little stories you get about people in the side quests are actually like really heartbreaking about people they lost and are like really effective and interesting and like uh they're teasing Gravity Rush too. Like the potential of that is incredible to me. Yeah. So that was just in case you guys haven't been up on this at Tokyo Game Show. I was there and I didn't see this. 
you know, the show floor is kind of quaint there, and, and Sony has a huge booth, obviously. Uh, they showed uh, the next project from Team Gravity, it said, and it's a trailer. It's very clearly Gravity Rush 2. Uh, but they didn't, like, announce it or anything. They just right. kind of showed it, and I was like, why would you just shit this out like this? It doesn't right. really make any sense. But, of all places to announce it, you would think that would be it, too. Because like, people were really excited about a, a sequel, and it yeah. makes sense. That game did well, and it makes sense that, that it would get a sequel. So uh, And, like, oh, this is our segue. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, I think uh, visually the game's incredible. I love the art style. I really like the gravity effect, too. Like, um, I, I get why it makes combat difficult sometimes, but I love just hanging side to side and jumping and moving like orbs and stuff. I hate you so much. Why? <laughs> why no, I love it. it. I just, you're why so into it. It's good. I could never really hate you. You couldn't. So let's move on to number 24. Mm-hmm. But hold on. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to shut off. I think we're past the point of getting sued by that for that song. Uh, number 24 is, and by the way, that record, that's that's mu- Welcome from 311's record of music. The record's 20 years old this year. So what Can't we're going to be it. doing is our top 25 311 songs mm-hmm. alternatingly with our right. top 25 so t- games. <laughs> um, so uh, number 24 is Metal Gear Solid HD Collection. Right. Uh, now, Metal Gear Solid 2, I think, specifically, Sons of the Patriots, right? Guns yep. of the Patriots. Yep. Right? No, 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 that's four. Yeah, yeah. Sons four of Liberty. Sons of, I'm yes, getting, exactly, I'm getting yeah. all confused. So, Sons of Liberty, I think, is an exceptional game, um, and I think Metal Gear Solid Three is fine too. I, I never got super into it. I think it was actually a little too deep. It reminds me of San Andreas for Grand Theft Auto a little bit when it like went a little too far. You know, like in San Andreas, you're kind of working out and like eating and you know like <laughs> and you can get fat yeah it's like yeah. it's like i don't this is oh, this is a little too much and, and i feel like with metal gear solid 3 even though it's a, a fine game uh it's just a little too involved you know? yeah i mean i'm uh, of the three of us of you me and greg i'm by far the least schooled on metal gear i, I didn't even come close to beating four and I, I haven't god played all three even i think but um i i think what's incredible and notable about metal gear and why it, it was really hard to not keep it on the list, and we just, we discussed bumping it a, a couple times. But I, it, like Greg was kind of the one who I know was especially fighting for it to stay. But I mean, think about it like a decade ago, right? Like, like think about playing Metal Gear Two, and now you have it in your pocket in HD. Yeah. Like I, it's just like it is notable for the platform, I think, and it's also is like like for some people one of the best games of all time. And yeah. So like I feel like it's hard to to argue it off the list. Um, I know some people had trouble with uh, where it was placed because it is so iconic and so famous, but I I think it uh, it definitely deserves a spot. I don't know that it's uh, as important to Vita as some of like the original from the ground up experiences. Yeah, agreed. But it's definitely worth picking up. Of course, of course. Uh, number twenty three is Spelunky. Um, Spelunky has been out since two thousand nine on PC, but uh, has more recently come to console and then to Vita. Uh, it came to the PS3 and Vita, I think, the same day, actually. And it just yep. seems like, you know, I'm not, like, super familiar with this game before I started playing it when I knew it was coming to PlayStation. Uh, I, I, you know, that's when it kind of caught my attention. People have been talking about it. Um, and I started playing, and I, I just feel like this is a game that is at home on Vita. It, yeah. It's all about high score chasing and and speed running and pick up and play kind of, like, little burst experiences. And so I, I think this is one of the games we rearranged our list to include. Um, and uh, I think Spelunky is a, a pretty cool game. It's a game I want to spend more time with. I, there's just too many games. Yeah, for sure. I actually haven't even... Um, I'm going to be on some planes soon. I'm, I'm going to play on Vita because I've only played on 360. I'm actually excited to actually play on Vita. But Spelunky is really special. It really is. It's uh, kind of part of this cool revival of old school games. Like It, it just feels like a modern take on an old school mm-hmm. game, which I love. I mm-hmm. love that we're seeing more and more of that. Mm-hmm. Number 22 is PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Now, uh, some people... You, you didn't want this one on the list, right? No, no. I, I want it on the list for sure. I mm. just... I, it it kind of breaks my heart that it's, like, so... Like, I, I, I think it's placed perfectly, but I think... Uh, 
you know, when you and I saw this game revealed, what, like, a year and a half ago, like, I just felt like it had so much potential to be so much more, and it, it, it makes me sad that, like, with the death of PlayStation All-Stars that we're discussing it as sort of this, like, long-forgotten thing. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's too bad. I'm always going to stand by that game being great um, and having potential to have been better. Like, I'm yeah. really authentically surprised they didn't just do a sequel uh, immediately. Like, started yeah. working and announced a sequel and be like, we're going to clean it up. Because um, I think that game's really cool, and it's sold well. A million copies is much more than, you know, many games sell uh, on PS3, so... Uh, and you know between PS3 and Vita, so um, we wanted to give a shout out to PlayStation All Stars because I think it's still a fun game. It also has a community, so you would be able to find people to play online with still today. Oh yeah, um, totally. And you know it's funny uh, on the Vita list. I think it's uh, uh, both a harder and easier sell. I mean, obviously there are fewer games on Vita than on PS3, but I, I think the Vita version of PlayStation All Stars is also not quite as you know fun as I think the PS3 one is. I, I think that game is definitely at home on PS3. I remember you were actually surprised I ended up coming to Vita at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was conf- I'm confused still about like why they're you know it's cool that everything's kind of cross play across but like you got to have unique games only for one or the other but yeah yeah yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Sly Cooper: Thieves in Time is number twenty one. Uh, just like All Stars, this Thieves in Time did not make our list on PS3, but you have to understand that the Vita list is just much more constrained right now because yeah. there's just not as many games and not as many fantastic games. Um, so this was also a cross buy cross play game. I think it felt more at home on PS3, but uh, I think it was really fun on Vita too. And the way yeah. they connected to each other, I think, was pretty cool. Yeah, I exclusively played it on Vita. I, I have actually never played the PS3 version. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just have, you have to give credit to Sanzaro for just nailing Sly. Like, I mean, it, it does feel like a Sucker Punch Sly game. Like, I don't think that I necessarily would have jumped out and been like, this feels different, this feels yeah. wrong. Like, I, I really think they knocked out of the park. Yeah, I really like that game too. Uh, number 20 is The Walking Dead, the game. Uh, now, this game is much higher on the PS3 list. Uh, the reason is is because it doesn't really run that well on Vita, and it's noticeable. So uh, it's kind of interesting because I played it on the way to Japan, and it's the same game, but there's like a little bit of stuttering and some like frame rate issues and stuff when you're like going, especially when you're going from like a moment where you're watching into like segueing into a moment where you can play, but like it's seamless. It's supposed to be seamless. It's not on <laughs> Vita. Um, and so... I wanted to get this game on the list because I think it fits nicely on the Vita. There's touch controls, and it's cool to be able to play like in your bed or in a quiet corner somewhere, you know, not in front of your glowing TV. Um, but th- there's more potential for this game to be- have been higher on the list if it played the same. For sure, easy platinum too. Yes, it's inevitable. If you beat the game, it's, you get the platinum. So yep. There's not really anything else like that on, in terms of platinum trophies. Um, Number 19 is Muramasa Rebirth. Did you get a chance to play that yet? So this is, I think, uh, one of like only one or two games on the list I actually haven't played at all. Mm. Um, so, uh, Muramasa is a Wii game that came out in 2009. They ported it to Vita, uh, this year. Um, it's basically the same game with a few little extras and stuff. The, the graphics are beautiful and the gameplay is cool because it melds action and RPG together really nicely. Um, there are, I, Muramasa might arguably be the prettiest game on Vita, even prettier, I think, than Dragon's Crown. So, um, some of the background, especially when you're running through, like, farmland and, like, there's, like, just mountainous regions and stuff. It's just a really pretty game. But it's fun, too. Um, so let's see number 18 you'll, you'll be able to speak to this one this is unit 13 yeah I love unit 13 man like I I think it's kind of uh, it, it's easy to pick on it I think it's obviously not the best game in the world but it's uh, it it's really deep I don't know like I that was a hard platinum and like I, I actually really like my time with that game and I think more importantly that proves what these types of games can be on Vita like the idea of having um, these little self-contained missions they only take a few minutes They're, it's kind of like a bite-sized version of a shooter campaign mm. um, but going back to get all the stars and leveling up your operatives and stuff is like actually really awesome and I think uh 
like I say in here, uh, I think this might be the only game I have played on Vita that has like smart near functionality where it's like you can get uh, high value targets from your friends even if you haven't unlocked them through playing the campaign, which is really smart. And that's, I wouldn't have been able to do to get the platinum without that. Yeah, I, I, I really like this game too. And I was actually impressed by it considering I think it was made very quickly. And, um, you know, it's just funny. It's not funny really. I mean, they made it, you know, Zipper made a good game and then was, and then was closed down. And, yeah. and it's it's funny just in the sense that three Sony Studios made Vita games and then just were shut down. And it was, yeah. you know, uh, Liverpool with Wipeout and big, big. Uh, Zipper and then Big Big with yeah. Little Deviance. So Little Deviance isn't a good game. But the other two games are great. Um, and uh, so it's it's a shame what happened to them. But I think Unit 13 is a lot of fun. I think it understands the Vita pretty well, better than um, than I think most games do. Yeah, I totally agree with that. See number seventeen is Pixel Junk Monsters Ultimate HD. Well, let's let's ride on this this quick solo. Oh, that's good stuff. It is. I love that you do like the DJ intro where you let it play for a second. And you're like, but first, <laughs> if this is like if this is like K Rock ninety two three whatever, I'd be like I'd be like still talking right now. You know how they talk into yeah, the lyrics? Like the long, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, until 90- the lyrics begin. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back. This is 92.3 K-Rock. <laughs> if you're from New York, you'll understand. Uh, number 17, Pixel Junk Monsters Ultimate HD. Uh, uh, Pixel Junk Monsters is awesome. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, so the jump to Vita, I think, was really good. I, I think for sure. And I think uh, Tower Defense in general was just fun. And, and it's, you know, Plants vs. Zombies will appear in the list in a second, too. Like, I think uh, it's a good genre for on the go. And I think uh, this is – so what – if I'm getting the timeline right, it was PS3 – then on PSP with the DLC, mm-hmm. and then now this is like, as Every, they say, the, everything, yeah, everything, everything. Yeah, so it, it's like having never, honestly, never played it on um, PSP, I think it's actually cool getting this full package and having it look exactly like the PS3 version on the go. Like, I I don't know. I really like that game. I haven't spent as much time with it on Vita again as I would like to, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I think it absolutely deserves its place. Um, so, yeah, and, and this is a Greg-endorsed pick as well. Yes, for sure. Um, number 16. Now, this is a game... That I think is exceptional. Velocity Ultra. Yep. Uh, we knew Velocity was good when it was a mini. And when Velocity Ultra came over, I remember playing it. Not really. We were at an event. It was during GDC. And I was I, I, the dev played it for me. Uh, his name's James. Um, and I was like, this is, this is cool. I don't know if this is really my cup of tea. But when, we, when I was going to Gamescom in Germany, I just like booted up on my Vita. I'm like, this game is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, this game is really, really good. Because you don't realize how deep it is until you... Like, at first, it just feels like kind of a really standard shooter, but it's like the, the teleportation shit is so smart. It just works so well. And it's such a cool mechanic for a game like this. I don't know. I um, Even, like, little... They're, it, it's like it's even they're not necessarily like hard puzzles or anything, but even like the little puzzle sol- puzzle solving mechanics rather are really smart and fun. Like I don't know, I had a lot of fun with that game. I again want to spend more time with it. Yeah, it's it's uh, and Velocity Two X is coming to PS4. And yeah, we put a video up of that today. Um, that looks it's like on foot sections of that game. So it's, yeah. it looks really. It'll cool. be different, but I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, number fifteen is Plants vs Zombies. There's not much to say about this other than that it's awesome, no. and I really think I really authentically think, as I said in my write up, that the Vita version melds 
what made the console versions really fun, which was like some control functionality, some like tactile feel to the game, with the touch feel of the iOS and Android version, the original versions of the game, and that you can do either of them. And so even though the game's like exorbitantly expensive on Vita compared to the other ones, I think it's the best place to experience the game. It also broke my brain because when I play Planet Fighter Zombies 2 on my iPad, I shake it to collect the sun, but that doesn't work. Like you can do that on Vita, but you yeah. can't do that on a on iPad, uh, yeah, I, I really like Planet Fighter Zombies. Although I wanted it removed from the list because I can never get the platinum because yeah, it glitched. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I would really that would make me quit forever playing <laughs> fucking Vita games. Number fourteen, Killzone Mercenary. So yeah. another game we obviously had to shoehorn into the list after we made it because it had just come out. I just reviewed it a couple weeks ago. Um, Mercenary is the best shooter on the system. Now that's not really saying anything, but uh, I think. Mercenary, much like Velocity and a few other games, really under Unit Thirteen really understands the Vita, really yep. gets the Vita, um, and it's just it's a pretty game. It runs well. It's built on a kind of a hybrid Killzone Three engine, so they somehow got that on there, um, which is really crazy. Yeah, and and I I think that there's just there's there's moments in that game where you're overwhelmed because it's like, this is really what you've been waiting for kind of for a shooter. We thought it was going to be with resistance and call of duty, but we had to really wait for Killzone to get like a bonafide quality, like not a bullshit garbage shooter, a non nihilistic shooter. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) I hope it does well enough that they do another one because I think that there's some things they can, they can do and flesh out the game's short. It's only like five hours long, but it's all about that multiplayer functionality, which I know some people are having a lot of difficulty with and, but also like getting connected and stuff. And I know they're releasing another patch for this, which is unbelievable because there's already like a four like a, gig. Yeah. Or, it's, it's four gigs, it, right? With the patch in the too, game. Yeah. The game is now too big to fit on a four gig memory card. So that's a little ridiculous. You got to yeah. finish the game before you release it. <laughs> but, um, that wasn't a problem we experienced in the, in the, no. when we were playing it. But now I guess that there's so many people trying to get connected. Uh, but I really love the contracts mode where you can go back and there's like three different objectives for each stage, like an explosives objective and a stealth objective. And, and that reminds me of unit 13 actually because that's a lot like what that is you have like the the uh what is it direct mission and then like time trials and all that stuff um yeah i mean i said my write-up like it it is essentially i I think it is absolutely the the best portable shooter of all time Mm -hmm. and i mean like yeah you can say that's not saying much but i think it is it is proof that it can work as well as everyone wanted it to on vita like i think this is the the best possible uh situation for a vita shooter at the moment uh number 13 is dragon's crown uh Dragon's Crown is an exceptional game. Yep. Um, I think that it's better on PS3, but much like the PS3 list, like we said, is more robust and therefore not on this list, on the PS3 list, Dragon's Crown makes the Vita list because it, it's just really good. It, it, it runs well. It's pretty. It's deep. Um, you know, Dragon's Crown is one of those games where if we didn't have to constantly move on to the next game because of the nature of our jobs, Dragon's Crown is one of those games that I'd still be playing every day. Yep. Um, and it's not because it's necessarily better than everything else. It's better than most games. Uh, but it's just so deep. It's like one of those games where I, I would have bought it when I was a kid and been like, I'm really getting a lot of bang for my buck out of this game. And it's not because I'm trying to get my bang for my buck out of this game. It's because it's actually giving me what I want. Yeah, um, I 100% agree. I, uh, you know, especially when you get to the point later where it becomes like, like almost like hard mode, like where that game just suddenly gets twice as hard. Like it's really intense and really good and you do have to grind a little bit and you do have to manage your characters really carefully and yeah like dragon's crown is really really fun i think i was actually surprised because you were really high on it for so long and like i went into it like feeling like i was almost like overhyped for it but like i actually really love it and i agree with you like it especially now as we enter the fall it's like that is a game i would love to just be sitting down and playing nonstop. um yeah it's 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 good it's re- i hope it sold really well and i hope that they do a sequel yeah. Uh, number 12 is Tales from Space, a Mutant Blobs Attack. This is a launch game, the cheapest game on the network at the time. So I think that 
fact alone got it into a lot of people's hands. Yeah. Um, and this is from Drinkbox Studios, and we'll see more of them later on this list. Mm-hmm. But this is a this is a permutation of their original game, which was uh, Tales from Space uh, about a blob. Um, and that was on PS3, and I liked that game, but it had problems. And this game kind of rectified a lot of those problems, and it just feels like it's tighter on this little screen. Totally, and it lets you in that game. If I'm remembering right, you had to like hit a button to suck things up, which like really hurt it. Whereas this is like it's more automatic. It feels it, uh, Greg compares it to Katamari all the time, and it's true. Like as you get bigger, and as like the zero gravity stuff is so crazy in that game, like God, Drinkbox is just so good at platforming. Yeah, like they just yeah. get it in such a good way, and. uh yeah, I, I, this is actually the game I, I bought my friend Avita a few months ago, and this is like one of the this and Super Stardust were like the first two things I told him to download because like I just feel like they're they're such good examples of like that ecosystem and like that uh, prove that like these tiny digital games can be so so good and so addictive. Um, number eleven is Escape Plan. Now, this was a game that I played at Gamescom in 2011 before Vita came out and came back on really high. And I kept telling everyone, this game's going to be really, really good. Pay attention to this game. Um, and uh, people did. And the game came out. It was a little delayed, I think. It came out after the Vita launch. But it wasn't quite as good as I thought it was going to be. But it was great. Like, I really thought this game was going to be, like, excellent. But there were some finicky problems with the controls because it's all based on touch controls. There's no base buttons or analog sticks at all in the game. It's all on the, all on the pack, front pad and, and back pad. Uh, but uh, I don't know. You like Escape Plan too, right? I know Greg yeah, yeah, does yeah. as well, and and I I think I think it would have been a, like a, if it were up to only me, it probably would have been like a tiny bit lower. But I think it absolutely belongs in the list, and certainly in like the upper half of the list, like because I think it's um it's again like a proof of concept for like. And I find it funny how many like platformers we have on this list, and how many like puzzle games, and how many like you know there aren't these like like obviously Uncharted is there, obviously the big games are there, but I, I think spoiling it's these, it. Oh, sorry, spoilers. But I, I think these uh, these little charming, tinier games are kind of a really good example of where I think Vita will end up. That like there are those console quality experiences, but like games like this that are like unique and interesting, are, I feel like what really are, make the system worth it. <laughs> it's so low budget. <laughs> We're almost out of time on this one already. I wanted to throw an old school song in here, though. That's does, the, does that intro count towards the 15 seconds? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to the permanent <laughs> end of Podcast Beyond. <laughs> Number, yeah. Number 10 is Rayman Origins. Now, uh, Rayman Origins is a superb game. Yeah. Um, I remember I, yeah. I watched you play Rayman Origins for the first time. I, I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah, we was, traded. You traded me Unit Thirteen yeah. for Rayman. We it was during cards. it was during the uh, PlayStation All Stars reveal yeah. event. Uh, we were there to see Unfinished Swan, which we couldn't talk about at the time, and then yep. uh, All Stars and God of War Ascension. Yep. Um, and and yeah, Little we Big Planet carding too. Yeah. Yep. And Little Big Planet. Um, and we were. Uh, yeah. I, I was. I. So I played Origins a little bit on PS3, and I just didn't like it. And I don't know why that is, but it's still sitting on my shelf. Like, I haven't picked it up since. So when you told me, like, play it on Vita, I'm like, ah, I was a little skeptical. And I started playing, and I was like, this is superb. This is a yeah. superb game, and this is where the game fits. Now, I understand why people are upset that Legends isn't on this list. I suspect that when we actually play the fucking game, that we yeah. will put it on the list next year. But And I'm playing it right now. I mean, I'm trying to get the – as you – so in that game, it's the teensies. You're trying to save each world, and there's a finite number. And uh, the thing about Origins versus Legends is that – like, Origins is missing the multiplayer that was on PS3 and 360, but as someone who played it alone anyway, I really do consider Origins the definitive version uh, on Vita. The Vita version, rather, of Origins the definitive version. Uh, whereas Legends 
isn't quite that because Legends is missing content. Then they're patching it in, but it's not there yet. And I think, like, you know, in hindsight, a year from now, we might look back on Legends and, mm. and have to decide and evaluate. That's but a good point. In the moment, like, the Vita version of Legends just isn't there yet. That's a good point. That's a fair point. Uh, l- number nine is Luminous yeah. uh, Electronic Symphony. This is one of Greg's favorite games on Vita. Yeah. Um, this was my most played launch title, for sure. This is a, a game I played a lot. Or not a lot. I played it a bit before it, Vita even came out. And by the time the Vita came out, I just didn't really care anymore. Uh, it's a good game. There's no doubt about it. It's not really what I was looking for at the time. I was really enamored with Uncharted yeah. and Hot Shots Golf. Uh, so, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I love Luminous. Uh, it's one of those games where I'm, like, terrible at it, but I just want to keep playing it. So, like, Greg would be putting up these scores that were, like, in the hundreds of thousands, and I would, like, play for nine hours and get, like, a 20,000 score because I'm just pathetic. And uh, so I think, like, never being good at it and still coming back nonstop to play, like, speaks to how much I love that game. Mm. Uh, Number eight, Hotline Miami. Now, this is another game where people were making fun of me when this came out on Vita because uh, I tweeted that I couldn't imagine not playing this game with analog without analog sticks, and people like to play it with the mouse and keyboard. Now, when I played Hotline Miami 2 at Gamescom, I could barely fucking play it <laughs> because I am just so stupid with computer games, like, with PC games. Like, I don't know how to, like, it's just like, you know, you, you think, it's too much to think about, right? Sure, sure. So, I think Hotline Miami, for me, fit really well on PS3, well, PS Vita, I didn't play it on PS3, uh, and I just was enamored with the game as well. It was exceptional on Vita and and uh I think you know dare I say in my own personal opinion having played it on PC a little bit and then having played on a handheld um it just feels better on Vita yeah I I played it um I didn't quite beat it I made it have you beaten it yet yes okay so uh spoilers for Hotline Miami when you get to the level where uh the cops start shooting back that was as far as I made it on PC because I couldn't get over that hump Mm. um and I, I did on Vita and, and finally beat it. And, uh, yeah, I like the Vita version better. I think that game is fantastic. I'm slowly trying to get A-plus ratings. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it for the later levels. But that's another game where I would love to just say I have the platinum for it because it's so rewarding. Number seven is a personal favorite of mine, Dokoro. Um, this is the other game on the list I have not played. This is a really good game. Uh I really like the premise of this game, which is that you are saving a princess from a castle, uh, like with an evil force in there, but she doesn't really know like how she's getting through these obstacles because you're you're dead. So like you're helping her along, but she doesn't. She's just walking, like she's just walking, and you have to like actively do things for her to like make sure she doesn't die. And I think the whole idea behind the game is really cool. I'm I'm almost feel bad for the devs because this game is basically locked on Vita, and I, I don't mean that like Vita needs exclusives, and I'm happy that it has exclusives, but. This is a game that a lot of people aren't going to experience, and that sucks because it's really good. It's a really, really – it's one of the best games on Vita. Awesome. Clearly, I, I still really it. want to try it. Um, and, yeah, I just love the idea of, like, like the princess is kind of ditzy, and she's just – she just starts walking forward, and, like, she'll walk into spikes or, like, walk into an enemy or whatever. You have to, like, do things to, like, make sure she doesn't – that doesn't happen. And I, I, I think it's just very clever. It's a, It takes, like, an old trope, like, the whole save the princess kind of thing and does something special with it. Yeah. Um, it, so I really recommend that game. It's cheap, too. Were you going to say something? No, I, it, it sounds really smart. It actually sounds a lot like uh, On Rayman Legends. That's sort of what you're doing when you're playing as Murphy. You're, like, trying to get glow box through obstacles. Uh, number six is Guacamelee. Yes. Uh, this is also from Drinkbox. These are the guys that did Tales from Space. Uh, Guacamelee is a Metroidvania-style game, so it's a little piece of Super Metroid, a little piece of Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, but um, 
devils on the special kind of like a Mexican theme, which I think is really cool and really unique in a video game. Uh, and the humor in general is yeah. so smart in that game. Character designs are great. Juan's a great design. Flameface is still like one of the great enemies <laughs> of like recent history. Yeah. Um, just so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and my only complaint about my major complaint about Guacamelee in my review was that it's too short. Like I want a game like that to be 20 hours long, not six or eight hours long. With that said, the game is like ten dollars, uh, not sixty. So um, it's and, really one of the. It's a fine game, and it's really good on PS3. I, it's also on our PS3 list. It's also uh, right at home on Vita. Yeah, I, I've only played on Vita. I've still never played it on PS3, but I platinumed it on Vita. Uh, the DLC is unbelievably challenging. I actually, uh, I know you've been busy, but but that is like definitely a really nice, like hard, challenging thing that extends the length of that game. Um, and some of, like, the later to get, like, the orbs or whatever, the late-level platforming, like, when you're going up to the very top of the treetops and stuff, like, that gets really hard. And that game has is, like, really – much in the vein of, like, Spelunky and some of the other things in this list gets, like, so intense and the platforming is, like, so precise that I think it's, like – just really does remind me of almost, like, watching you play, like, an old Mega Man game or mm. something like that, you know? Mm. Number five, Sound Shapes. Yes. Uh, sound Shapes is also on the PS3 list, higher on the list, like, towards the 20s. Yes, yes. Uh, Sound Shapes is not hard. It's it seems like a typical kind of game, but it's anything but typical because it's all about the soundtrack and and that's what I loved about it is that the more you explore, the more thorough you are in collecting those little discs, the more robust the game becomes. And and Sound Shapes really is thoughtful. Like it's one of those games where it, it's got charm and it's got all these like buzzwords that we use, but it's thoughtful. This is a thoughtful game. This is what a game that is the product of someone sitting down and being like what can I do that no one's ever done before? And this is one of those games that no one's ever done before. And no one will ever really be able to replicate again without copying sound shapes. Um, and I appreciate the DLC support for the game. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate how they took their time with this game. Because this game was shown to us a long time ago and it never came out. Because um, they were really honing and fine-tuning it. And this is, of course, from the guys that did Everyday Shooter Queasy games. Uh, I'm interested to see if they do a sequel. Uh, yeah, I mean... and. Th- even while we wait, right, like, number one, the some of the user-created levels are arguably as good, if not better, than the, the main game levels. Like, people are so smart with the stuff they've created. Much like Little Big Planet, much like these, like, Mod Nation Racers on PS3 had that. Like, once the community gets a hold of it, it's always really cool to see what they come up with. But, yeah, like, you mentioned the DLC. Like, I've, I think I have 100% right now. I might be missing one DLC pack. But it's, like, every time I just see one of those Beat School packs, I buy them. They're cheap. And it's just fun. Like, they only are going to last you a night. But it's just, like, a really fun way to sit down and play through them. It's a bunch of silver trophies. You can immediately just double up with PS3. Um, I, I love Sound Shapes. That's, like, one of those games where when I don't necessarily have a game in the middle of, I just look through, like, my home screen on my Vita. And, like, what do I want to play right now? And I'll just jump into Sound Shapes and play through a level or see what users have made and stuff. Hmm. Number four. Uh, Little Big Planet PS Vita. Now... This is an example of us cooperating on this list because I don't like this game very much. Uh, I'm just not. It's not that it's a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't really like Little Big Planet. I don't like the way it feels. Uh, but Greg is enamored with this game, and I know that I've been using the word enamored a lot. And you and you are as well. Um, and I know Greg himself argues that this is the, actually the best Little Big Planet game, which is funny because Media Molecule didn't even make this game. Um, so. You, I mean, you, I, you jockeyed for this game pretty. Hard. Yeah, no, I did for sure. Um, I agree with Greg on that, and I think you know, obviously, all the credit still has to go to Media Molecule for coming up with it in the first place. This game could not exist without Little Big Planet One and Two, um, but I do think it is the the definitive Little Big Planet experience, in my opinion, and I think it works. Like, obviously, there was Little Big Planet on PSP, but that doesn't really count in the same way that I think this does because I think this is 
everything that is great about Little Big Planet. Plus, you can play it whenever you want, wherever you are. Like, and that is huge. I think, uh, you know, Greg always talks about this, and I put in my write up too that it's like the little kind of app store culture it created of all these different levels, all these different uh, games and different genres is like you could play this game forever. Yeah. And I think um, again, really good DLC support. You have access to all the costumes you purchased in Little Big Planet too. So like, I can run around in my Bioshock Infinite costumes when I want to. Um, yeah, I really love that game. Number three is uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss. Uh, if there's one thing I can say, and I've said it many times about Uncharted Golden Abyss, it's that it's the most console quality game on the platform. Now, this yeah. is we often talk about the buzz term, as I wrote here in the little write-up for it on IGN. Uh, we often hear about console quality gaming on the go, especially before the Vita came out. That was what they were saying. This is a console quality machine. Uncharted has still delivered the most console quality experience on the machine. It's not to say that the other games aren't good or as good. Uh, most of them aren't for other reasons, but... Uh, this game delivered on something where it's like you could play this on PlayStation 3, and I still think that that game is better than Drake's Fortune. Uh, it's not nearly as good as Among Thieves or uh, Drake's Deception, but... I agree that it's better than, than one, though, yeah. Um, so I think Sony Ben did a really nice job with that game, uh, especially considering you know it's not easy to walk into a situation like that and make a game that that works. You know, yeah. and, and Naughty Dog is arguably the best developer in the entire industry, so to like, be given their, <laughs> their IP and be like, well, make something that is going to fucking infuriate everyone, and they do it... Um, is pretty cool, and I think that uh, Golden Abyss is still uh, a hallmark game for the system. It might always be, which is not something that's common with a launch game. Because when you think about the launch titles for PS3, it's like Motorstorm and Resistance. And Resistance is good, and Motorstorm is good, but you know they're not. We don't look back and be like, that's still the best shooter, or that's right. still the best racing game. Like, surely that's not the case. But no one's shown me anything that you know. Killzone kind of comes close in some ways, but that is as you know story driven and and that game is really long that game is like the longest uncharted game too so yeah it has like 30 chapters or something insane yeah i mean especially so i really like this game and i would have said it was very good until the point when sully comes into it and then it really feels like great it feels like an uncharted game from that point forward and um yeah i loved it i love my time with it that was like like picking up a vita we always talk about how good the vita launch was but like picking up a vita and playing like you know mutant bobs and playing uh luminous and playing super stardust and playing uncharted like that was such a good launch lineup and like sitting down and playing uncharted really did prove the premise of the vita to me now i i think the one thing that keeps it from being like my probably my favorite vita game is like the you know rubbing the charcoal holding up to the light and the little things that you get in launch titles you get the things that are trying to take advantage of mechanics and that's why like for as much as i would love to see bend move on to their own thing part of me does kind of hope they're doing another uncharted on vita because um i would love to see a sequel to this that's a little more refined and, and kind of understands uh to make that stuff optional. Especially, like, some of the fights with the melee swiping and stuff. Like, that was, like, the one complaint I have about that game is probably, like, a, a few of the things did feel kind of gimmicky. Crossing bridges and things like that. And that's um, still a fantastic game that I recommend to anyone who owns a Vita. But uh, I'm excited to see what that could, what the next Uncharted on Vita could be. Uh, number two is Super Stardust Delta. Now, here's where the thing... This is, in my opinion, the best game on Vita. Uh but I haven't played Persona yet, and we'll talk right. about that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, Super Stardust Delta is another launch game that is probably one of the most addictive games I've ever played in my entire life on any platform. I played the shit out of Delta, like, forever and ever, like, after that came out. Like, I didn't care about anything else after a while. Like, I, I, I remember just sitting on the train, sitting on a bus, trying to, like, obsessing over my high score um, in that game. And I remember we had it, you know, we had our Vitas before they came out in America. Stardust was available to us before the Vita came out here, and I remember seeing all the Japanese flags on the leaderboard, and, like, my flag was, like, the only American flag, and I, I was trying to tick it up because it was so easy to find myself in there, and then the, the board started to get flooded with people from all around the world, and um, 
Super Stardust Delta, in many ways, is just Super Stardust HD, but on Vita, and that's fine. Uh, and it works so well yeah, on it Vita. Really does. It, it doesn't. It doesn't lose anything in the transition. Yeah, that's the funny thing is uh, that's almost what breaks my heart about Super Stardust is I actually play, the bulk of my playtime was borrowing because you guys did. You had those Vitas early. Mm-hmm. I played on Clemence's Vita. A, a, pretty decent chunk of it and then when i got my own vita and had to like start over and try to get a score again it's just like so disheartening losing that progress but yeah that game is incredible and that's like another one that like i do occasionally find myself just like what am i gonna play and i just go back to super stardust especially on like a plane or whatever uh number one uh is persona 4 golden now that's not surprising yeah. anyone now the, this is a great example like i said of us cooperating with each other because here's the thing i came to the room saying super stardust delta is the best game on vita and you guys came to the room saying, that, no, Persona is the best game on Vita. So not, not only was I outvoted, but you guys had the perspective that I didn't, which was um, you had played Stardust, and you know how good it is. But you honestly said that this game was better, and I believed you. So you know, even if I didn't, the vote was what it was, and uh, so Persona is number one. Uh, now, people still bust my balls constantly about not playing this game. I'm going to look really smart for having saved this game when Vita has no game here. So, uh, so... I look at it every once in a while. It's like on my cross media bar, whatever they call it, on on you know Vita, um, and I, a frowny face folder. Yeah, and and I'm just like, you know what? Like, there's no reason to play this right now. Like, I know sure. it's good. I have it on PS2, still sitting on my shelf. Uh, you know, I'm gonna wait. There's no reason to rush this right now. I don't. I'm not in want of a good game right now. You know, sure. especially on the go. There's too many games on Vita right now that are easily digestible that I really want to play right now. And I know that there's gonna come a time for Persona when. It strikes a chord with me, and I'm going to play it. I just can't wait for that day. Yeah, um, Persona 4 Golden, because I, I never played it on PS2. This is actually my first Persona game at all. Um, I did not expect to fall in love with that game the way I did. And I think, uh, for me, I, like that is one of my favorite games of all time on any platform. Uh, I put like 120 hours into it, got the Platinum. Um, I say to Mitch all the time, if Atlas released like... Every month for thirty dollars, you could play another year of Persona. I would just do it. Like, I mean, like I would, I would play that game forever and just keep my save going because uh, it is so good. And like, I love those characters more. I'm more attached to those characters than I ever have been to like Final Fantasy characters or like to any other game. And I love JRPGs, but uh, man, Persona Four is just so, so, so good. And I'm, it is such a well-told story. The voice acting is totally incredible. Like, I mean, Troy Baker for all his work as Booker and as Joel and it's Snow and all these other characters I love. Like, his kanji is just so good. And there's so much good humor in that game, but it has a lot of heart and it covers a lot of, like, really serious things really, really well. And, um, yeah, I just, that game, like, that is everything I could ever want from from any game, really. And so, yeah, for me, like, that's, like, no question the number one game in the Vita. I cannot wait until there is a game that I truly feel like can top Persona 4 Golden because that game would be unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it when the time comes. Yeah, no, I, you'll get there, I'm sure. And I, I wouldn't want you to jump into it now anyway because, yeah, like the worst thing would be to get like six hours into that game and then stop playing. Like, no, yeah, you, you, have to, you have to have time set out. There's no time. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into some I, – I solicited, as I said earlier, some just a few questions on Twitter, and then we're going to wrap this episode up because we have a million things to do. So let's, let's go to the people on Twitter, shall we? Sure, sure. <laughs> this question from Nick Hexum. <laughs> I love how you said that, by the way, that Nick Hexum was on your show, and some people thought you were serious. So, like, yeah, Nick Hexum's going to be on podcast. Now. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, what do you think his favorite Vita game would be? I don't know. Retro City Rampage. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, la, la, la. Hmm, some, some interesting sales here. Stephen Brown uh, asks, uh, which of those games do you feel should come free with Vita to his high sales? 
Uh, I think Uncharted is the biggest no-brainer of that all, and it is free. Yeah. Um, and it's the best-selling Vita game uh, in North America. MPD confirmed that for me. So at least on retail, I don't know about digitally what the best-selling game is. Yeah, I, I feel like if you were to sell a Vita with Uncharted and Super Stardust, like, that would be enough. <laughs> like, I, I think uh, those are definitely the two that are the most uh, crowd-friendly. Because there are other t- games that are amazing, but they're a little more niche as you get further up. Um, so yeah, I agree. Uh, Jesus Rivera. I'm assuming it's Jesus and not Jesus. It might be Jesus. Uh, he asks, uh, can you see a GTA game coming out for the PS Vita in the future? I can, but I don't think it's going to happen because it will require Sony to pay for all of it. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know if there's a return on that investment, but Liberty city stories and vice city stories were huge, huge, huge games on PSP. Yep. Um, and were the primary reason that the PSP sold so well in the States, the tune of five, six, 700,000 units a month. Um, when it first launched. Uh, so a game like that could be, I hate to use this term, a game changer for Vita, but I just don't know if that's in the cards. For it's Vita. really, it, the ecosystem is so different now, right? Because back then it was like, you couldn't do that in anything but PSP. Whereas now, like, I can play GTA 3 on an iPad, you know? And so, like, I don't know. I think it's a really interesting question. I think I would love to see it. Um, but, you know, as we look into the future and look at like gta online and how you know a lot of people are speculating that that will basically be a platform that you'll be able to jump in on um you know ps4 xbox one into gta online like who knows how they're going to expand that if they could do some kind of companion game on vita where you can earn reputation towards gta online like there is a world where they could do it i just don't know until the vita install base expands if it's in rockstar's interest right now to do it and you know sony um the way Borderlands 2 is coming and the way uh, that uh, I believe his name is Gio Corsi is kind of handling this like big reaching out to third parties, getting them to come to Vita kind of program that Sony is helping fund some of these games, finding a dev that can be most appropriate. Um, I can see something being arranged sometime in the future. I can't really imagine Rockstar putting the resources into their own native Vita GTA, um, at least not anytime in the next few years. No, because think about like, – like you were saying – like. Think about the results they saw on PS2 and why they tried to bring those over to PSP because right. those games sold so exceptionally well, 10 million each or whatever. And even the PSP games were brought to PS2 so they can sell more. So, um, yeah, it's just a weird place, and they're too big to make a decision like that. I mean, I think Sony would have to like literally fund it and find a developer to make it. Yes, for sure. Uh, Shin Dragon asks, uh, which upcoming Vita games do you potentially think will make it into the top 25 list next year, presumably? Thoughts on Tearaway and Batman? Beyond. Uh we don't know. I mean, like, right, like, we don't know, like, the quality of these games. I assume that Tearaway will be in consideration. I assume that a game like Batman, a game like East, um, a game uh, like, uh, you know, obviously Gravity Rush 2 or um, uh, Soul Sacrifice Delta. I mean, there are games that are, that are... And also the things we don't know about, right? Like, who knows if there's an Infamous, if there's a God of War, if there's another Uncharted... Um... Yeah, I mean, of the ones we know of, I agree. Like, I, I, I see Tearaway and Batman having the best chances, sure. Um, I haven't played, I haven't gotten hands-on with Batman on Vita, but, like, to me, in a lot of ways, that's actually more exciting than even Arkham Origins for consoles. So, like, I'm definitely going to hopefully dive in really deep to that. Um, Tearaway, we've had this conversation a million times in the podcast. It is so hard to judge from a demo at a trade show because, again, that is a game like Little Big Planet that I want to spend so much time with and really appreciate the world and you know that's a game that is your own creativity helps the game be what it is and so like i don't know that me playing for 10 minutes at a trade show is is just enough of an indication but i certainly hope both of those games like it's we want more good games you know what i mean i would love for it to be a really hard list to make next year because there are too many good games like that's a good problem to have for sure um paul davis asks of the 25 which wins most underrated uh 
I think what comes to my mind for me is as unit 13. Um, just cause I feel like people think that that's just like, eh, it's, you know, whatever, you know, but I think that that's really a great game. And, um, I think a lot of, a lot of the other games on the list get their love. And sure. I, I'm not sure that unit 13 really does. I agree with that. I would actually say, uh, mutant blobs and escape plan are two that I think people who were late to the Vita who already had so many other options just never went back and revisited. And I think even to some extent, super stardust, I'm always surprised how many like fans, like people at 300, even that I would talk to who talked about their Vitas who had never played super stardust, never played some of the launch games. And like, yeah, I, I think like those games are as high on our list as they are for a reason, you know? And I think, uh, those are two that again, like they're, they're critically well received, but it's just like, I don't, I don't know that they necessarily have the big following. I think they deserve. Um, and for me personally, Gravity Rush, I know a lot of people give the game hate, but God, I love that game. Game seems to have plenty of support in our comments. Uh, <laughs> Stringer2355 asks, should you have waited until Tearaway came out? As I said before, Tearaway it might be good and, we, and it may maybe be a consideration, but we're not waiting for anything. This is when we update our list. Yes. We always update our list in August or September of every year. So regardless, uh, I think we did a nice job of like halting the production of the list at the last minute and making sure that some of the newer games on Vita got in there because, you know, the list was almost published without Killzone and Spelunky and The Walking Dead, which I think would have been a mistake. So I rectified the situation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we made it like, we just made the cutoff basically because, yeah, I mean, tomorrow is technically the last, uh, or I guess Monday would technically be the last day of September. But uh, yeah, no, I, I it's like when people talk about getting a new uh, uh, MacBook and it's always like, if you wait and if you wait and if you wait and if you wait, they're going to keep coming out and keep coming out and you're eventually like never going to buy one because like you're going to be like, oh, well, if I buy that now, then they're going to have a new one two years later. So I'll just wait for that one and blah, blah, blah. And I, I think that rambling mess of what I just said is that you can't wait forever because if we were to try and wait for Tearaway, then it would be like, what if another game gets announced in the meantime? We're like, oh, we have to wait for Infamous. Yeah, and... I mean, you can, you're going to always have to wait for something yeah, until, for sure. unless Vita dies. Yep. Um, so, Goldfarb, this is about 45, 46, 47 minutes. Okay. It's time to wrap this bad boy up. That was three different amount of minutes. Yeah. did three minutes elapse while you were yeah, saying Yeah, that's time dilation. <laughs> uh, so, as you notice, no music in the beginning, no music at the end, because I don't know what I'm doing with this podcast. But our special guest, Nick Hexum, yeah. does yeah, in a segment we like to call Ryan's Wrap-Up. I have, I have no other songs to play. Oh, uh, it's all on Spotify, fun. anyway. Um, so, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 311. Uh Andrew Goldfarb can be found on Twitter at Garfep, G-A-R-F-E-P. Not it, hard. said it so not, well. Not yeah. very hard. <laughs> uh, I can be found on Twitter at No Taxation. You can find both of us and all of our work on IGN. Greg will be back next week. You can follow him on Twitter at Game Over Greg. As you know, he has over 100,000 followers. Scary stuff. Yeah. Real proud of him, though. Bigger uh, than the population of my town times two. Sure. Everyone in your town follows him. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> yeah, twice. It's just that it's only them in Connecticut. Uh, so, Goldfarb. Thank you for joining me. We hope you enjoy the top 25 Vita games list, and you can find that on IGN if you want to recount it or read what we had to say. Uh, leave your comments, questions, concerns in the comments below, and we'll see you next week for what I am sure will be a better episode <laughs> of Podcast Beyond. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.